2: Let's get it going on the Locked On Thunder podcast, on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter, at Rylan underscore Styles. That is at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. On today's show, we're going to talk about the Oklahoma City Thunder, trading Kelly Oubre to the Golden State Warriors, getting another First round pick, but maybe not. We'll talk about the protections on that pick. We're going to talk about if Shea is going to leave over this decision. Al Horford, the trade gets delayed and what that means for Gallinari's free agency. And it is the start of free agency today at 5 p.m. Central Time. So we're going to preview free agency as well. What are the next steps for this team? What does this roster look like heading into free agency? And there was another trade completed by the Thunder with the Washington Wizards. So we'll dive into all of that coming up. I want to start with the Kelly Oubre trade. And Kelly Oubre has been a very divisive topic on Thunder Twitter. A lot of people love themselves some Kelly Oubre. He's 24 years old. He's a bucket getter. He has really good stats. He's a high usage guy, so he has more opportunities to shoot the basketball. He's given more flexibility. He has the points per game. If that's all you're looking at, then yeah, the points per game are nice. 18 points per game last year. What did he do? Good job doing that in Phoenix. Kelly Oubre, 24 years old needs to be paid this off season is not going to likely stick around for the start of a rebuild in Oklahoma City. And if he does, it means you have to pay him a ton of money. Now you do have a clean cap sheet next year, so you could do that. But is Kelly Oubre really who you want to pay? Is that really who you want to, to saddle yourself up with? So Oklahoma City decides it's not, and then they trade Kelly Oubre to the Warriors, who absorb him into their trade exception. It creates a trade exception for Oklahoma City. Uh, Kevin Looney may or may not be coming back in this trade. It's unclear right now, so we're not going to talk about it. Uh, But Oklahoma City does get a protected first-round pick in this deal uh, that is top 20 protected. There was some misinformation out there. I I struggle to call it that because Woj just typed it wrong and said it weird. He got to the right answer in a weird place. It is top 20 protected. So if it falls to pick 1 through 20, then Golden State keeps it, and they'll send Oklahoma City two second-round picks instead. If it falls 21 through 30, then Oklahoma City gets the first-round pick, and the deal is done. But Woj did write the tweet poorly, uh, put it in the article weird as well. It it was all weird, but it is not that way. It is a top-20 protected pick, the traditional way, not a backwards protection or any of that. So, we dive in now to this trade as a whole. For the Warriors... You get a nice upgrade, and you get a nice player to add to your team after losing Klay Thompson to a devastating injury. It's just so gut-wrenching that Klay Thompson is dealing with this now torn Achilles after rehabbing for a year uh, a a torn ACL. But you do get a big upgrade to help this team, and you don't want to punt on on a year where you have a healthy Steph Curry. And I understand why Thunder fans are a little bit scared and nervous about if this pick will convey. But remember, the Thunder this past season had a top 20 protected pick and they had to give it to the Philadelphia 76ers because they could not get themselves into the top 20 of the draft. They finished at 21. I get it. The Warriors team does not have depth. You know what other team did not have depth? Oklahoma City last year. And I think that we can all agree that as long as Steph Curry is healthy, as great as Chris Paul was last year, you still take Curry. Now, You can talk about how does Wiseman fit into this, what does Draymond Green add, now what does Kelly Oubre add, and then can can Andrew Wiggins become that Harrison Barnes role, can Andrew Wiggins, it's a lot of pressure on him to turn his career around, but the first-round pick I think is slightly more likely to convey for a first-round pick than not. Uh, And if it doesn't, you get two second-round picks in a draft that's really, really deep in 2021, so you like that as well, but obviously this left some fans upset. I don't know how fans already had a huge attachment to Kelly Oubre uh, just proclaiming that the Thunder got fleeced and they could have gotten more for him. Well, obviously, they couldn't have because they didn't. And I, I think that, you know, Kelly Oubre, his value is just what it is at this point. We've seen Kelly Oubre average 18 points on a bad team. If he averages 18 more points, on an Oklahoma City team that will look a lot like last year's Phoenix Suns team, if he does that here, is that going to increase his value at all? No. We've seen him do that over and over again. His value is what it is, a heavily protected first-round pick. That's his value. And this all ties back to the Russell Westbrook trade. So, I mean, you still are growing that Russell Westbrook tree out even more. This is his value, and it was not going to change. And so for Kelly Oubre, he is someone who was – Yes, 24, but you need to pay him. And I, and I wouldn't want to pay him. I hope that the Thunder wouldn't pay him. And so if I never wanted to pay him, I think he's going to walk for nothing after this season. Then why wouldn't I trade him for a shot at a third first-round pick? And what everyone is proclaiming is one of the best draft classes we've ever seen and one of the best draft classes in recent memory. Why wouldn't you want the shot at a third first-round pick in a class like that? You've got to give yourself the shot. I don't understand why Thunder fans are acting upset or surprised by this by this discovery. We knew, a year ago today, we knew this team was heading for a rebuild. Now, it got delayed because of how fun last year's team was. But we knew this offseason was going to be a step back. This offseason was going to be the first offseason in Oklahoma City in which uh, the team said, we're not going to try to contend, we're not going to try to improve our roster. I don't know why this is such a big shock to everyone. Kelly Oubre, uh, yes, is a nice little player, but he's just that. He's a nice little player. And I saw the argument that, well, Kelly Oubre is who you're hoping to draft with these draft picks. No, I am not hoping to draft Kelly Oubre. Again, a high-volume guy, a chucker, fine, sure, uh, nice stats, but I'm not hoping to draft Kelly Oubre. If that's your biggest fantasies in these drafts, you need to readjust your mindset. Kelly Oubre is someone who would take touches away because he, at this point in his career, he's deserved the touches, but he's going to demand touches away from your projects, away from your prospects you're trying to develop. So that's not good. And let's just say everything breaks perfect for Oklahoma City. Let's just say they they do it again, right? They have this, this magical season again. Like they did last year, everything goes their way. Everything breaks their way. This is perfect. This is amazing. This team is still a 1st round exit. This team is not going anywhere. And that's where you start to get dangerous. To me, the danger is not, well, what if the Thunder tank and then they never win again? The danger is, what if they become a first-round exit team for a fifth straight year, then a sixth straight year, then a seventh straight year, then an eighth straight year, then a tenth straight year, and they're, and they're just on this treadmill of mediocrity? I would rather be the Thunder right now, who have a ton of assets in the future that may or may not pan out, than the Magic, who have an uncertain future, but hey, at least they're the 8th seed every year. They're never going to do better than that. They might steal one game in the postseason, and hey, that is that is fine and dandy. Because with Kelly Oubre, that's what this team wants. They were either an 8th seed at best, everything went perfect for them, or they were in that play-in tournament, or they were just missing out that playoff, but that play-in tournament and not quite good enough to be a playoff team, or not quite good enough, if they're in the playoffs, to be a good contending team, but also not quite bad enough to get Cade Cunningham. Quite, not quite bad enough to get that top pick. And so what, th- what this trade does for you is it gets off somebody you didn't want. It means you don't have to pay Kelly Oubre, but also you don't lose him for nothing. And it gives you the shot at three first-round picks in a historic draft class. I'll take that 10 times out of 10 for Kelly Oubre. I've watched Kelly Oubre's entire career. I loved watching him at Kansas. I really did. But it's Kelly Oubre. I'm passing up on Kelly Oubre 10 times out of 10 for even the chance that I'm going to get an additional draft pick in the first round of 2021. This is not a chance at a lower 20s pick in 2026. This is a chance at a lower 20 pick in 2021 where there are seven guys better than Anthony Edwards, where there's... Seven guys better than LaMelo Wall, where there's are seven guys better than James Wiseman. This next year's draft class is not comparable whatsoever to what you saw in 2020. This next year's draft class is really, really good. So, the next thing that got thrown out there on the Twitter sphere what message does this send to Shea? What does this tell Shay about our organization? What if Shay now wants to leave Oklahoma City and won't resign here as a free agent, uh, whatever his contracts do up? Listen, that is quite frankly insane. But I will get to that in a second because first I want to tell you about our good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code On, get 20% off your next order. They have six brand new flavors. Caramel Brownie, Cookies and Cream, Cherry barcia, Lemon Almond Cheesecake, Carrot Cake, and Apple Almond Crisp. Built Bars are soft and easy to chew, with 100% chocolate on the outside, making them taste like a candy bar, even though they're a protein bar. They're great for pre-workout, they're great for post-workout, they're even great as a meal replacement. Built Bars are great for the health-conscious person, lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat, Built Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for the keto diet. So get yourself some Built Bar today by going to BuiltBar.com, by using promo code LOCKEDON, and you're going to get 20% off your next order. Promo code LOCKEDON, 20% off your next order. I highly, highly, highly recommend the banana nut bread option. It's just so fantastic. And that's another thing I love about Built Bars, by the way, is just how... The flavors are so accurate because that's not the case on other products. But if you buy a cookies and cream Bilt Bar, it's going to taste exactly like cookies and cream. So I love it. Go to BiltBar.com, get yourself some Bilt Bars today, and use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off your next order.
0: This is Jake from Locked On. Sometimes you and I need that kind of support too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.
2: We are back on Locked On Thunder on the Locked On Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am Ryland Stiles, credentialed NBA media member. Follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Stiles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I-L-E-S. This is your only home for a daily podcast about the Oklahoma City Thunder. So be sure to subscribe wherever it is you get your podcast from. I want to dive in in the second segment to the notion that tanking could impact what you do with Shea, could impact you know his want to return to the market whenever his contract is due up. It is too soon to be thinking about if Shea will re-sign Oklahoma City. Frankly, I think that it's insane because we simply don't know what any of these guys are thinking. What did Oklahoma city do wrong to lose Kevin Durant? I mean, they lined up Al Horford to join. They made the trades that they needed to make, got them, got him a little depot, got him Al Horford, and he still turned it down. You make one bad trade and Kevin Durant's gone. And you make one misstep and Kevin Durant's gone. So, if that's the situation and the parameters Oklahoma City is, is working around is that if you make one mistake as the front office, your player's leaving, well, then no player is ever going to resign here because you're always going to make one mistake in the nine years that you have a potential franchise superstar. You're just always going to. So that's the first thing is that we just do not know what these guys are possibly thinking. What if Shea, from the moment he got drafted, no matter who it was to, both with the Clippers and with the Thunder, knew that at the end of his rookie contract, after the nine years, after he gets his rookie extension, all of that good stuff, and he's an re- unrestricted free agent he to choose exactly where he wants to go, how do we not know that he did not already predetermine this before the draft and saying, you know what, I want to go to Toronto? We don't know what any of these guys are up to. And so if you're worried about what Shea is going to do ahead of what is best for the organization, I would ask you, what would another first-round exit do for him? Is the difference between keeping Shea and losing Shea a first-round exit in 2021 versus losing in 2021, being a tanking team this year, drafting a cornerstone piece to go alongside him, and that the back end of his contract being able to being able to be true contenders and not just a first-round exit? Because that's what the play here is. They know they could be a first-round team again with Shea, but they don't want to string together first-round exits for the life of his rookie contract. They'd rather take a step back, reposition themselves, and then on the back end of that contract, when you really need to impress these guys, when you really need to, t- to show them that they need to stay in Oklahoma City or they need to stay in Milwaukee, look what the Bucks are doing. The ownership group in Milwaukee has been criticized over and over and over again for not improving the team around Giannis, and... It- When it gets time for his final year in Milwaukee, all of a sudden, they're trading every draft pick they have for Drew Holiday. At the back end of the contract, you have to prove your worth because so much can change between the front and the back end. So why not take this step back now versus later? Because eventually, you have to take the step back. Take the step back now, get these assets in 2021, get these assets in 2022, and then on the back end, Right before Shea hits the open market, you are a contending good team. That is the timeline and the trajectory that Sam Preston and the Thunder have put themselves on now. On the back end of the Shea contract, before he hits unrestricted free agency, you're going to be a good team. If all goes according to plan and you trust your front office to make these selections, you're going to be a good team. It's more important to be a good contending team in three, four years than it is to be a first-round team this year. You can talk about experience, but Shea got playoff experience with the Clippers. He got playoff experience with the Thunder. He was a leading scorer on the most clutch team in basketball this year. He's gotten plenty of experience. A first-round exit does not help him this year. What could help him is repositioning this roster and adding Cade Cunningham or adding the top guy in next year's class. And doing it again in 2022 and then being a true competitive contending team that can do more than reach the first round if everything goes perfectly, mind you. If one thing so much as goes wrong for the Thunder this year, if they would have kept their maximum talent on their roster, keeping Kelly Oubre, etc., if one thing would have gone wrong, they'd have been toast. Just like if Chris Paul would have gotten hurt the same way he has in recent history, they would have been toast last year. If Gallinari gets hurt the same way he has in his career, they're toast. You cannot live like that. You cannot live expecting the perfect scenario to unfold every single time. So if Shea leaves and and Shea does not resign once he's an unrestricted free agent, it's the open market. It has nothing to do with the moves made today. It has nothing to do with not keeping Kelly Oubre. If he leaves, it'll be because either A, he just wanted to, and he would rather play somewhere else given the choice, or B, he wanted to stay in Oklahoma City, but Sam Presti missed on every single pick from now until then. That That's the two case scenarios for him to leave. It will not be pinpointed back to a Kelly break trade. That's not to say that Shea can't leave, but it won't be because of this. They're doing everything they can right now to prepare to win Shea over. Because you don't win him over with first-round exits. You don't win him over finishing ninth and tenth and being a a semi-competitive team. That was the argument I've heard today on Twitter: is that you'd rather be semi-competitive than a tanking team. Not the case. It's just not the case. Neither one of those persuade somebody to stay in your small market, but the latter in tanking, that allows you to get someone who could persuade your star from leaving in free agency in a small market. I want to move on now to the Al Horford trade, which is being delayed until December 8th. The trade is Al Horford, Teo Maldon, a future first-round pick, 2025, lightly protected, for Danny Green and Terrence Ferguson. This trade getting delayed has to do with the salary cap and the fact that the Thunder want to maintain that flexibility to be able to sign and trade Gallinari. As of right now, as the time I'm recording this, that is still an option for the Thunder to do, to sign and trade Gallinari. December 8th is a very interesting date to me because training camp starts December 1st. You cannot even talk about Teo Maldon until he is officially on the team and the trade officially goes through. Sam Presti on draft night could not tell us anything about any of the draft picks because they just also happen to be traded for literally all of them. And until their individual trades go through, they're not a part of this organization, even though we all know that Teo Maldon is a member of the Thunder and it's going to be a Thunder player, but it's not technically official. So this would mean being able to aggregate Danny Green with Terrence Ferguson going over to Philadelphia because he didn't make this a three-team trade with L.A., this would mean that Teo has to miss a week of training camp. And that's interesting to me. I'm going to talk quickly about if they're going to come over. Yes. Teo Maldon and Poku are going to come over to Oklahoma City. I can I can almost guarantee you. First of all, I can guarantee you uh, that Maldon is, because Maldon told us that in, the, in his in his interviews with the media. He told us that twice, that he was going to come over. I don't know why uh, that's even being debated right now. I don't, I don't know if the rest of the media did not watched those interviews or not partake in them like I did, like I partook in them. I don't know if they didn't watch them since they didn't partake in them. I don't know. But he told us that he was not going to sign overseas. He was going to play in the NBA. That's his next step. And then for Poku, even Jonathan Givoni of ESPN, the NBA Draft Express guy, has said that he's heard that Poku is going to be here. Because for the Thunder, why would you leave Poku in a underdeveloped league that does not have talent around him? And with someone like Poku, who you need to over and, and transform their body, you would rather trust and put the faith in your own staff to do that because that is a very tough project. I know the science has advanced so much. I know that there's ways to do it. I know it's not impossible, but it's still an uphill battle to safely put on as much weight and strength that he would need to do, Poku. And so you would rather have that happen here with the staff that you've hired, trained, and know what you're looking for. But I think they're both coming over. I can probably guarantee you that they're both coming over, but still, crazy things have happened. So that is where we're at with that trade. Coming up, I'm going to talk about the Wizards trade. I'm going to talk about what comes next for Oklahoma City. I'm going to talk about where this team's roster and their organization sits ahead of free agency.
1: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up
2: We're back on the Lockdown Thunder podcast, a part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your teams every day. I am your host, Rylan Styles. You can follow me on Twitter at Rylan underscore Styles. It's at R Y L A N underscore S T I L E S. So I want to talk real quickly about the Wizards trade getting completed. Obviously, this trade is the one that sent Cassius Winston in a future second round pick 2024 via Memphis to Washington, Oklahoma City, gets back the draft and stash guard Vitt, as well as, which was surprising, we didn't find out until today, but as well as Admiral Schofield, uh, the Tennessee University product that spent uh, his rookie season with Washington. I was really, really, really intrigued by Admiral his entire college career, and and obviously in the NBA draft last year as a second-round target. So I like this flyer pick, and this is what tanking is all about. You get a guy who's a streaky shooter, a good finisher, a good defender, a good rebounder, who's 6'5", 241 pounds. You get a flyer on that guy. Why not? Why not take the shot at Annemarle-Scoldfield for a 2024 second-round pick via Memphis, not even the pick of your own? Uh, Why not take this shot on him and the draft and stash guy who just tours ACL vet? He might as well do it. So I I like this move a lot. So what comes next for Oklahoma City? It's been a whirlwind of news that, honestly, as I'm recording this, I I just keep feeling like I'm missing something. I keep feeling like I'm forgetting to say something or talk about something. Uh, So let me know on Twitter if I've missed anything. It's just been a a true roller coaster whirlwind. What comes next? Well, number one, you're hoping to trade Gallinari via a sign-and-trade at 5 p.m. Central Time today, 6 p.m. Eastern. You're hoping that you can pull that off. And what happens, what has to happen for that to take place? Well, first of all, Gallinari has to decide he wants to go to a contender because contending teams do not have money. So to get him to a contender, he needs a sign and trade. If Gallinari decides he wants to go play for the Hawks, pack it up. I mean, the Hawks do not need any help luring away Gallinari unless they wanted to make a huge play Uh, this offseason, they wouldn't need any help getting Gallinari, paying him, and just taking him as a free agent. But if he wants to go to Dallas, as he was rumored and linked to on draft night, if he wants to go to Miami, who I always thought was going to be a good fit for him and I predicted on on Sunday he would go to Miami, if he wants to go to places like that, that is part of the reason that you delay the Al Horford trade because he needs the sign-and-trade option to get to a contender and and you can get an asset back in that sign-and-trade. So you're hoping to move Gallinari via sign and trade. That's going to be something something to watch for very, very, very closely today and throughout the day. I'm sure we'll hear news leak, but it shouldn't be official negotiations until five Central Time. So we'll be prepared for that later on today on Friday. Uh, also, what comes next is you're looking to move on from one of Al Horford or Stephen Adams. Now again, the Horford trade will not be official until December 8th, but you're, you're hoping that you can get rid of, I think, one of these guys before the start of the season. I'm not sure what you would do if you had both of them on your roster come December 22nd, so I think that that's that's the next step here is you're hoping to move one of them. And the debate between who should move first or, or which one should you pick to move is interesting because I think that with Adams, he's an expiring contract, so that elevates his value because he has none as a player. To me, if you're but you cannot bank on Adams as a player becoming a more valuable piece. He's just phased out of this NBA. He has just shown the postseason time and time again. He cannot either he either cannot keep his body healthy until the postseason, or postseason matchups for him are just a nightmare and he cannot stay on the floor via matchups. So he's just proven that he's not a very good player whenever you're relying on him as a big role. So you're not gonna get a ton of assets back for him. So if you're not gonna get a ton of assets back for him. Why not go ahead and trade him now? Well, he has that small value bump for an expiring deal. Take on some money, get some assets back for him that way, mixing in the expiring deal and taking on long-term money. And then you still have Horford, who I think Horford will turn around his value in Oklahoma City. I'm not just saying that because we just saw it with Chris Paul. I'm saying that because I've been saying this... About any team that would trade for Al Horford, I've been saying all along, if you want to get involved with the Philadelphia trade, you have to ask, if you need if you need salary matches, you have to ask for Al Horford and not for Tobias Harris, because Al Horford is playing in a ridiculous system for him, he is playing in a system that does not match him at all, and he still has game left in him, he just has to be put in position to show it. And so I think that he'll show it, and then he will become more valuable. But I also hear the argument of Adams is an expiring deal. So if you can move Horford right now, get off that long-term money, that's good because Adams will re-sign for peanuts next year and for agency because there's not going to be a big market for him. And he becomes your next Nick Collison, as I've talked about before as well. So that's number two. Can you move one of those two guys? And maybe you can't move either of them. Maybe you do head into this season with both of them on your roster. I think that's a bit clunky, a bit weird. uh, But that's number two question is can you move those two guys? Number three this, to me, is the biggest step. What comes next is you begin the journey. You start to lose basketball games. You start checking tankathon.com every single day. You start seeing how many times it takes you clicking the simulate lottery button to get the thunder of the first overall pick. And then you have to hit on these draft picks. The fun part's over. Getting Woes notifications... Every time you turn around that the Thunder have a first-round pick now and a new first-round pick and more first-round picks over there and a first-round pick hiding around the corner and a first-round pick in between the seat cushions and a first-round pick behind your ear, those those days are over now. We've had the fun. Now comes the hard part. Now you have to draft Luka instead of Marvin Bagley. So that's what's on the line coming up for Oklahoma City. I want to talk now about the options, which I've talked about on this podcast for a month, and I've gotten them all right. Uh, They have declined their team option on Deontay Burton, making him an unrestricted free agent. They have accepted their team option on Himidu Diallo, uh, picking his option up for $1.6 million. He will remain on the Thunder And Mike Muscala has opted in to his contract for a $2.2 million payday this season. So I've got them all right. That's your roster. And right now your roster is looking like Shea, Al Horford, Stephen Adams, Lou Dort, Darius Basley, Poku, Theo, Jalen McHugh. Uh, Ty Jerome, Hamadou Diallo, Mike Muscala, Isaiah Roby, Josh Hall, who's likely going to be on a two-way contract, uh, Admiral Schofield, James Johnson, who comes over from that rookie Rubio trade, by the way, uh, to kind of put a bow on that trade. And then you also signed a 10-day contract for who I think will be a training camp body in Yort 7. Uh, but uh, I probably did not say his last name right, by the way, but we now move into free agency real quick to preview what's on the line for free agency. Again, You're hoping for Gallinari sign-and-trade. He's your top free agent right now. You're hoping to get an asset back for him uh, in the offseason Vs. sign-and-trade. Nelson Noel is also a free agent, and there's a big question mark around him. Does he want to go to a contender, or is he comfortable? And that's not something that you should take for granted if you're evaluating the Noel situation. I think it's easy basketball-wise to say, well, if he's not going to get a humongous payday, which he would not, from Oklahoma City, why not just go to a contender? And and I would agree with that, but Noah's Noel has not had a lot of stability in his basketball career. And if he's comfortable in Oklahoma City, he's still working out at the Thunder training facility right now. If he's comfortable in Oklahoma City, there's a lot to, to invest into that and, and to have the stability and to and to be familiar with a place in an organization and and know what they expect from you and know what they want from you and know what they want you to become and, and to have that rapport with these guys. I get it, it's a new coach, but it's a, it's a coach that's been on your coaching staff and that you know that you're very familiar with and an organization with the front office you're very familiar with. So I'm not sure what will happen, but I would not rule out him returning back on a, on a cheap long-term deal. But if I had to predict and put money on it, the smart bet, I think, and the odds on favorite would be him going to a contender because there's a few contenders out there that could use his services, uh, and so if you're if your paydays the same, why not go to a place where you can try to contend in the postseason? Uh, but I would like another small back sure, on a small little deal uh, in this rebuild. But they do have a uh, the Thunder do have a plethora of bigs, so I'm not sure how thrilled they would be about that. We'll see. And then you also have Andre. Andre is going to make a minimum contract this year, maybe even a partially guaranteed contract this year. The question is. Will it be in Oklahoma City and does Oklahoma City want him? Oklahoma City has a ton of perimeter guys who they want to grow and develop. I mean, you, you want to get minutes for Shea, for for Dort, you want to get minutes for Theo, you want to get minutes for Jalen LeCue, for Ty Jerome, for Hamid Diallo, for Isaiah Roby, for Josh Hall. Uh, you want to get minutes for all these guys on the perimeter. Where are you going to have minutes to try to rehab and 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 display Andre? Maybe do him a solid and bring him back, but I, I just don't know if he's in the cards for Oklahoma City right now. But those are your three free agents from Oklahoma City. You can keep up with it where they're going to go tonight. Uh, whenever free agency opens and the negotiations open, you can make the signings official on the 22nd. So it's going to be another busy week in the NBA. So be sure to stay locked in to Locked on Thunder. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Ryland underscore Styles. It's at R-Y-L-A-N underscore S-T-I. Les, email the show, llthunderpod at gmail.com, call into the show, 405-362-7128, leave a voicemail for whatever you're feeling about the Oklahoma City Thunder. This is your only podcast every single day about the Thunder. We will have an emergency episode if anything crazy happens, like there's an amazing return for a Gallinari sign and trade, but if not, we'll be back on Monday. So be good and be good to one another.